0: Welcome to Life Point Plus, a program dealing with marriages and family. We are so glad you're listening. Here's your host, pastor and teacher, Gary Moore. Welcome to Life Point Plus. I'm your host, Gary Moore. We are looking at a section of Dennis and Barbara Rainey's book, Staying Close. This section is titled, The Seven Threats to Oneness and Intimacy. We were in the process of looking at threat number six, extramarital affairs with affairs being in double quotes when we ran out of time. So let's continue there. Because love affairs with other persons are such imminent and dangerous threats to marriage, we'll look at those first. Once we understand the typical love affair, it's easy to see how the other kinds of affairs can happen as well. You know, I took chemistry when I was a junior in high school. It taught me a very valuable lesson, namely that when certain substances come into close contact, they create a chemical reaction. I have a skin graft on my arm as proof of that. I have also learned that adult husbands and wives don't respect the laws of chemistry any more than I did as a teenager back in high school. They mix volatile ingredients without giving much thought to the chemical reaction that can happen with someone other than one's mate. I'm not talking about sexual attractions, per se. What people fail to grasp is that before sexual indiscretion starts, there is a reaction of two hearts, the chemistry of two souls. In other words, People commit emotional adultery before they commit physical adultery. Emotional adultery is unfaithfulness of the heart. It starts when two people of the opposite sex begin talking with each other about intimate struggles, doubts, or feelings. They start sharing their souls in a way that God intended exclusively for the marriage relationship. Emotional adultery is friendship with the opposite sex that goes too far. Whenever you develop an in-depth relationship with someone of the opposite sex at any level, certain forces come into play that can result in a chemical reaction with that person. Some signs that this reaction is beginning to occur include the following. You've got an emotional need you feel your mate isn't meeting and these needs are strong needs. They may be for attention, approval, affection, and that other person begins meeting your need. You haven't taken the time or effort to develop a communication pattern with your spouse where you dissect the day's difficulties. You find it much easier to do this with the other person over lunch, coffee, or during a ride home you begin to talk about problems you are having with your spouse. You rationalize the relationship by saying that surely it must be God's will to be able to talk so openly and honestly with a fellow Christian. You become defensive about the relationship and protective of it. You know, we usually become defensive when we know this relationship is over the line. You look forward to being with this person more than with your own mate. You wonder what you'd do if you didn't have this friend to talk to. You hide the relationship from your mate. When you find yourself connecting with another person who starts becoming, in even the smallest way, a substitute for your marital partner, you've started traveling a dangerous road. So how do you protect yourself and your marriage? Well, the Rainy share with us five principles that many have found helpful. Number one, know your boundaries. You should put fences around your heart and protect the sacred ground that is reserved only for your spouse. Be careful to only share your deepest feelings, needs, and difficulties with your spouse and not with friends of the opposite sex. Talk with your spouse about creating mutually agreed-upon boundaries for your relationship and friends of the opposite sex. Number two, realize the power of the eyes. They are the windows of your soul. Continuing with that analogy, pull the shades down if you sense someone is pausing a little too long in front of those windows. It's true that eye contact is necessary for fruitful communication, but there is a deep type of look that must be reserved for only one person, your mate, and you know what that look is. Number three, beware of isolation and concealment. One strategy of the enemy is to isolate you from your spouse by tempting you to keep secrets from your mate. Realize the danger of concealment and work hard at bringing things out into the open and discussing them. Your intimacy will not grow and deepen if you are concealing things from each other. Number 4. Extinguish any chemical reactions that may have begun. A friendship with the opposite sex that is beginning to meet needs your mate should be meeting must be ended quickly. A simple rule of chemistry is this. To stop a chemical reaction, remove one of the elements. It may be painful or embarrassing at first, but it isn't as painful as suffering the results of temptation that has given birth to sin. Number five. Ask God to remind you how important it is to fear Him. It's one thing if another person learns you have compromised your vows, but it is quite another thing to realize that God's throne would have immediate knowledge of your disloyalty. Don't risk eternity on a fantasy. Unquestionably, an extramarital affair is a devastating threat to oneness in a marriage. In many cases, it is a final blow that leads to the total isolation of divorce. But there are other ways to have affairs. Some of them, in fact, can be part of the situation that leads a husband or wife to stray into someone else's bed. Today, both men and women are having affairs with their careers, and the effect on marriage is undeniable. Magazines carry articles on husbands and wives who pursue careers with brilliance, energy, and drive. Such articles make these couples sound content, chic, Sophisticated, and totally fulfilled. In a word, they seem to have it all. It's easy to fuel the fires of fantasy down at the office as you escape from reality with a mistress called career. Few think of it that way. But what is adultery? It is breaking your marriage vows and giving yourself to another. It's not unusual to see men and women trapped on the corporate escalator and there seems to be no place that they can get off. They feel they must ride it all the way to the top. The Rainies say that perhaps we need to understand that when we exchange wedding vows, we are doing more than simply pledging our troth to one another. What about the home we are committing to build? Ironically, many people will claim they are true to their wedding vows, but they are pursuing career ambitions that may be undermining and even destroying their homes. Many don't have the conviction to say no and get off the escalator. Our addiction to success is a narcotic that numbs us. The bottom line? Loneliness and isolation. The pressures are real. There is always the temptation to put your work ahead of your spouse and family. And we don't always make the right choices. But to protect your spouse and family, you need to frequently talk with each other about your schedules, deciding what you can say no to. I recommend to couples that they take some time on Sunday evening to talk with each other about their plans and the demands of the next week. Which ones will demand the most time and emotional energy? Are there some that can be eliminated? Are there some that one spouse can shift to the other spouse? Enter the week with an agreed-upon plan. Dennis Rainey says that he believes that a lot of people have affairs with their credit cards. A plastic affair, if you will. One credit card company wants you to believe that you can't leave home without its card because you need the privilege of being one of its members. Another credit card commercial suggests that it can bring you the whole world at the flick of a piece of plastic. Analyze credit card commercials and you soon see they are ploys tempting people to escape from reality through the fantasy of getting whatever they want right now. One of the most powerful strategies advertisers use is to convince people they need those possessions to be happy. Ask the average person if he believes he is a materialist and he will say, of course not. I don't have all this stuff just because I want it. It's just that we need it. As we pursue what we think we need, the real needs of our family often go unmet. Much of what we think we need, we don't need at all. We are simply chasing an illusion that doesn't satisfy. We search for fulfillment in things, but as Solomon, the disillusioned preacher of Ecclesiastes said, whoever loves wealth is never satisfied. Any affair is an attempt to escape reality by pursuing fantasy of some kind. And the price of fantasy is always high, much too high. Escaping reality to pursue fantasy ultimately results in a retreat to emotional solitude. Discouraged and lonely, we stop caring. We've become passive, bored, resigned to mediocrity. And the final step after this emotional withdrawal is divorce. Well, our time is gone for today. I invite you to join me on Monday mornings at 10 a.m. on my Mutual Understanding Method Facebook page for some live teaching on relationships. If you're not a Facebook user, or if the time is inconvenient, you can go to my website, mutualunderstanding.net, click on the Mum Live tab, and view the recorded teaching. Be safe and have a great weekend. God bless. Thank you for listening today. This program is brought to you by Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like to reach Pastor Gary, please email him at pastorgary at cloverdalechurch.org. org. You to know more about the church, go to our website at www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thanks for listening, and be blessed.